This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Kevin Farrell, here today with Welts Contrer, information technology expert at Nucor Steel in Jackson and Flowood, an IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking everything cellular, from deciding what service option plans are available to explaining what a data limit really means. Joining us from Horizon are Jimmy Abels and Robert Wolfram. You can give us a call this morning at 1-877-MPB-RING to ask any tech questions. The phone number is 1-877-672-7464 or email the show everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this news. And welcome back. This is Everyday Tech. Kevin Farrell here today with Wilts Cotrere, information technology expert at Nucor Steel in Jackson and Flowood, an IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking all things cellular, from deciding what service option plans are best to explaining what a data limit really means. Plus, we'll talk about the difference between coverage and reliability. Joining us is Jimmy Abels from Verizon. He'll help answer any of your cellular questions this morning and also any general tech questions. We can always take those as well. A reminder of our phone number, it's one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 or email the show everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Always like to remind you that if you miss part of today's show or need to hear a past episode, you can find it on our website. Go to mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. So, uh, good morning, uh, Wilts. How are you doing this morning? Man, doing wonderful. How are you doing, Kevin? Doing fairly well. It's, uh, trying to stay out of the heat. Uh, oh, amen. That's a quick one. Uh, do, when it gets so hot, 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 uh, what are some things that we need to think about with our, our tech devices in terms of making sure they, they don't overheat? Or is that really an issue? It definitely is an issue. I've had my phone shut down on me a couple times. Um, and I know, you know, Jeremy and I have talked about that some. One thing for sure, try don't leave your uh, don't leave those tech devices in the car. I mean, those cars, that temperature just gets so high. So many folks have a bad habit of leaving a phone behind or a laptop behind. And I tell you, I mean, pretty much, I know at least on my phone, I mean, I'm running an iPhone 7. And whenever it gets too hot, it'll pop on. I was like, hey, too hot right now. I'm not going to go anymore. Y'all probably see some of that, Jimmy? Yeah, we, we see that every now and then when it comes to people streaming lots of things in a hot car. Uh, the battery wants to work itself to death, it seems, and it, it makes the device hot. Yeah, and uh, Jeremy, I'm sure it's pretty warm down there in Hattiesburg too. Y'all haven't piped in the air conditioning yet. <laughs> no, we just uh, we just keep it on all the time. <laughs> so, uh, any tech news, uh, Jeremy or Wilts, that uh, that you yeah. noticed recently? Absolutely, uh, big day for Samsung. Uh, they just recently announced they're uh, bringing the Galaxy Note Seven back, and they are calling it the Galaxy Note Fan Edition. Unfortunately, it's not available in the USA, but you can find it on eBay. Uh, there are some slight differences between this one and the original Note 7, namely the battery. They've uh, reduced the capacity of the battery a little bit, but it's still pretty beefy at 3,200 milliamp hours versus 35 in the original. Also, for any S8 or S8 Plus users out there, 
Bixby Voice is live now, which is the Siri equivalent to uh, your Samsung phone. So you can hit the Bixby button and you can talk to Bixby. I haven't tried it yet because I literally read about it right before the show started. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to get right up on that now. Uh, we expect by next week you had that fully mastered, Jeremy. No excuses. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'm curious, does anyone know how they came up with the name Siri, or in this case, Bixby? I mean, that's uh, wonder if there's a, a high, high-pressured meeting going on there somewhere in some corporate office, people uh, fretting over what to name these things. Well, I, I, I figured it was going to be candy bar related of some sort, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know that Siri is Iris backwards, so I don't know if that means like she's kind of watching you all the time or what the deal is. I'm not sure if that's exactly where the name came from, but I, I, I seem to remember hearing that somewhere before. The only one I know where the name came from is Microsoft. So I know where Cortana came from. Right, right. You know, that, now, was the, that was the Halo games. I play that, so. Right. And then as far as Bixby goes, I, I don't know, but I'm expecting him to have a British accent. Hello, sir. What can I do today? <laughs> don't you come with a spot of tea? <laughs> Actually, I switched um, my Siri, or it was either that or my uh, my car. I can't remember my Garmin, but uh, to the English version, and it would not, when I was doing the voice thing, it would not understand period it had i had to say full stop huh. because wow. when, so I, I, qu- I quickly switched back to the american version to avoid the full stop <laughs> what about alexa any any guesses on where that one came from uh, uh no, i think that one just it just rolls off the tongue really nicely uh it's it's kind of fun to say but uh honestly i have no idea was it last week on the i, I, I recently i remember someone asking about that and in the background it went off. I, I don't know if that was last week or not, but I remember somewhere someone mentioning Alexa, and it was in the background, and, and so he had to turn around away from the phone and say, no, stop, I don't need that, or whatever it was. So, uh, you, Always listening. That's got to say, you've you got to be careful as we advance here. You don't know who's watching or, or listening to you. So, hey, we've got an early caller on the line, so why don't we start things off by going to Memphis and saying good morning to Bill. Hey, Bill, what do you have for us? Good morning. I have... And I apologize for this noise, and I'm about okay. I have a Dell Inspiron computer, which has one port for a monitor. I just bought another monitor, and I'm hoping you can tell me what I need to order in order to be able to see two screens at the same time. I just ordered a couple of these for work, so it's kind of ironic you're asking this question, but it is a... USB 3.0 powered VGA or DVI adapter. And basically what it is is a video adapter you'll plug into a USB port on your computer, and that will allow you to plug in a second or even, you know, if you get a couple of them, you can put a third or a fourth monitor on there. The folks up at work, I don't think a lot of them could survive without two monitors. <laughs> I know I could. what I need to order. Sorry, Bill, say that again. Can you please tell me what it's a USB? I didn't write it down. Oh, it's a USB video adapter. In fact, uh, the one I'm looking at, it, looking it up right now, the one I got, I just picked it up from Amazon. Um, Lord, let's see here. USB video. It helps. You can also look up just USB video card. Yeah, I mean, if you were to go onto Amazon and just uh, and, uh, do a search for USB video card. They'll come right on up. I think the ones that we just picked up, they were somewhere in like maybe the 40-ish dollar range. Okay. Now, the one you mentioned um, is an ex- external, right? Correct. Correct. It'll okay. plug into your USB port. So it's a USB video card. Yes. Yep. Even though it's external. Correct. Okay. All right. 
Bill, thanks for your call. Good to hear from you this morning. Uh, we have another caller on the line, so we're going to go to Madison this time. Jim has called in today. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Um, as a result of a security breach uh, about a year ago at a hotel chain, um, a lot of my, my um, information was stolen, and um, before I was notified of it, um, hackers got into my email account and sent spam email to everybody on my um, contacts list. But anyway, once I was notified, I changed all my um, passwords and so forth. But I'm now beginning to get four or five times a day telephone calls with no caller ID. I'm trying to figure out some way to block those calls um, on an iPhone. Um, I did. I looked online. I don't see anything that helps other than blocking everybody who's not on my contacts list, which I'm not really interested in doing. So do you know of a way to block a call that says no caller ID? Uh... There should be a way to block anonymous calls on your phone. You said you have an iPhone? Right. Success. Let's see. That's what I'm trying to, I don't know about, because I've got, I get quite a few of those too, and usually, uh, blah, 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 blah. you're throwing me for a loop this morning, Jim. Now, we have seen some uh, some services that some of the carriers will have that'll give you suspected spam calls. So, for instance, when I get phone calls that are numbers that are suspected spam from numbers that that come from those types of places, my phone actually lights up red, and it says suspected spam caller. Um, it tells me not to answer it, but in many cases, many people don't answer phone phone calls that don't have a name on it anyway. Uh, so to actually block them and not have them show up to the phone, I think Jeremy said it right. I think there's some uh, ways to do it on the phone, but the problem is with the folks that are using these spam dialers is they change the number every day, yeah, every yeah. minute. Uh, typically, you'll hear like your phone miss a call and then the phone ring again immediately. You know that's a spam number. Um, but to block them completely, I haven't seen anything. I'm not saying there's uh, not something. Now I'm running. Something. I'm running a little app called Mister Number that's helped me on a few things. And again, it, it's an app, and you know results may vary, kind of thing. But I was having a lot of those problems, and that that helped out some. It seems like some of the apps may be addressing that a little bit more so, because your problem you run into is kind of like even spam filtering in your email, and that is is that if you tighten it up too much, you're going to end up maybe missing those things maybe you don't have you know it sounds like you know from where you were going with that jim you're kind of like me you never know there may be some numbers you don't know and you don't want to miss that phone call that you actually do want um so yeah it's a it's a it's a delicate balance of not squeaking it down too far what do you got there jeremy uh if he adds the unknown caller to his contacts without putting a number in and adds that to his block list that should take care of it Uh uh-huh all right is it that simple Hey, I had to Google it too. I didn't know it'd be that easy. All right, then, Jim. Wow. So, but basically, then you're uh, you're blocking it after the fact, and that way, that avoids the problem that we were talking about about the spam filters, because you're specifically identifying that call uh, by making it a contact and then adding it to the blocked list, and that and that should help you out. So I just add Mister No Caller ID to my contacts, uh, and then block. I would add Unknown Caller. Oh, okay. Isn't that usually how it comes up? Unknown Caller. No, it just says No Caller ID. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would just uh, I would just add it as unknown caller. That way, you know where it is in your list to block it. Okay. Great. All right, Jim. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Very cool. 
Good job, Jeremy. That's uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're talking all things cellular today. I'm uh, Kevin Farrell here with Wiltz Cotrer and Jeremy Thompson, and we're visiting today with Jimmy Abels from Verizon. So if you have a general tech question or specifically a question about cellular service, give us a call today. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or email the show, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this break. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wiltz Cotrer and Jeremy Thompson. And we're visiting today with Jimmy Abels from Verizon. We're looking for your tech questions about uh, cellular service, about your cell phones, but also it's Everyday Tech. So any kind of general tech question that you have, we will take those as well and see if we can't give you some assistance. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464 or email the show everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Right now we've got some full phone lines, but as soon as someone's call drops off, you'll know there's an open phone line and you can call in and try to get your call in this morning. Let's uh, begin again in Georgia. Our friend Larry on the line. Good morning, Larry. Kevin, good morning. I've got a, I've got just two quick questions for Jimmy and the guys there. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, one, uh, on, on the cell phone, um, I tra- I'm planning traveling overseas a lot. And I currently have a um, a um, cell phone through Walmart with Straight Talk, which uses Verizon. Now, with that phone, um, uh, can you recommend any kind of service, uh, any special service I can use, either uh, to receive calls from overseas or text messages overseas for that phone? And then my other question, my, my virus question is, uh, I keep getting a virus called Zeus on my browser. Um, I get rid of it by by hitting control delete, task manager. I delete my browser, then bring up the browser again. Browser's fine for a while, but that 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 um, virus pops up. So any suggestions on nailing that virus? Okay. Uh, first thing was asked about was uh, overseas. Yeah, so um, that's kind of the age-old question. Uh, the world has gotten smaller, so people want to travel more outside of the U.S., um, when you, when you have different services, Straight Talk, for instance, I know is, is a prepaid type service. Uh, so in the world of cellular, there's prepaid service and there's postpaid service. Typically in postpaid world, uh, you end up getting more features to be able to travel and pay global rates. Oh, okay. In many cases, and, and Straight Talk's not the only one, uh, when you go overseas, what happens is that number doesn't have the ability to roam on the carriers that are there. So oh. Verizon, being the largest uh, U.S.-based cellular company, we basically pay or have the customer pay the roaming fee for the user that's out in the other country. So if you go to Paris, for instance, uh, you are using a, a network that's available and run by a company in Paris, and they typically pay the you pay the fee for that. Uh, some of the ways to do it is use other types of messaging apps. Uh, you know, iMessage or, uh, you know, we have like a Verizon messaging, which basically is a cloud-based app for text messaging which allows you to ultimately either put a username or a phone number to it 
and get them on multiple devices. You can download that on a tablet. When you're overseas, you find Wi-Fi that's available and you can still communicate through that number. So there's some tricks to it. Um, for those, those that are going to spend a lot of time, so six months out of the year, a month out of the year, um, many people we've talked to, basically when they get there, they go get a number that they burn, basically. They go find a cheap phone with a cheap SIM because it's cheaper to make calls that way inside of Paris. Then they use email and the text messaging apps to get outside to communicate back home. And then Wi-Fi, obviously, for you know, FaceTime and things of that nature. Yeah, and Wi-Fi is getting in so many other areas. I mean, you know, you walk into a McDonald's and you have Wi-Fi, and I'm presuming overseas it's a couple of Starbucks probably. I mean, it's not like they're everywhere. They, like, just keep popping up. Yeah, if you, so, when you, when you go, if you're going anywhere in Europe, obviously the populations are very condensed, so there's Wi-Fi and many different ways to connect there on any types of devices. And that's really what we see most consumers, even some small businesses, do when they get over there. All right. Uh, what about the Zeus virus? Well, um... Hmm. Larry, what? Yeah, what kind of phone is that, Larry? Uh, the phone—it's a—it's a Samsung uh, six. Samsung six. Okay. Uh, I would recommend downloading uh, either Avast or Malwarebytes and running a scan on your phone to make sure that something isn't infected. Chances are, it's just a uh, malicious pop-up, but definitely scan it to be sure. Have you closed out of your browser and you try to open it back up and it still comes up? Well, guys, actually, actually, the, the virus happens on my on my laptop, not on my phone, on my laptop. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Yep. In that case, definitely download Malwarebytes and Avast, uh, run the scans, and see what it pulls up. Okay. okay. Yeah, on the bright side, Zeus is not a particularly aggressive little malware. Actually, um, it's just a little small Trojan. And it's fairly easy to actually get removed. And I tell you what, if you start getting into that and anything gets gets you kind of thrown off, if you'll shoot us an email over to everydaytech at mpbonline.org, we can we can help with even some more specific instructions. As a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and add some stuff on that onto our uh, onto our blog site this week. All right. Fantastic. Uh, let me ask you, tell me your website. Is it um, uh, msb.com or what's your website? Please? It's a m. P-B, Mississippi Public Broadcasting Online, so mpbonline.org. Guys, perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. So much, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Larry. Let's uh, move along next. We're going to go to Lee in Woodville. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Kevin. What's your question? Well, I don't have a question. I have a comment. Okay. Those callers that are trying to get with these unknown and all these little funny calls, whatever, what you do is, Report these calls, regardless if you know them, the call or not. Report them to the Mississippi Public Service Commission. Mm-hmm. Each district, they have a team, and they work on these calls, and they work on finding out where they're from, and they shut these operations down. A lot of these calls are just fraudulent callers, and yeah. I'm through. All right. Lee, good, good point there. And uh, I think uh, also what I do frequently um, is do the, uh, the the do not call registry to add those to that. Uh, and, Jimmy, I would assume that then when you have those programs, like you were mentioning, where your phone lights up red a suspected spam, I think that do not call registry probably f- fuels a lot of the information in there. Yeah, the, the do not call registry, many people don't realize, does expire after a certain amount of time. And many people didn't go register their cellular phone number. Uh, as people move away from home phones into cellular being their only phone, mm-hmm. many people did never go re- never went to register. So it takes a few minutes to go to that, register your number. It'll help a little. Uh, but obviously the spam calls, are they keep coming. So 
Uh, there's it's yeah. nothing we can fix immediately, right? So we just like a spam problem and email too. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's uh, it's a sign of the times, basically. Yep. Identify it and discard it. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell with Wilts Contreras and Jeremy Thompson. We're visiting today with Jimmy Abels from Verizon, taking uh, cellular-related questions and also general tech questions. Uh, we've got uh, some jammed-up phone lines, but when one call drops off, one becomes open. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring As we go to Doug and Natchez. Good morning, Doug. You're on the air. Hey, good morning. I just have a comment about the unknown caller as well. Okay. Um, I started using an app called Hiya, H-I-Y-A, and it has been very good. It's a free app that you download, and so it will pick up the unknown callers, and it will alert you when you when you get the call, letting you know that it's a potential spam caller, and you can run a filter um, once a week or daily, however often you want to, so it will pick up those calls that have come in and it will automatically flag those. And if it doesn't pick up one, you can actually take that number and import it into the app, and from then on, it will automatically pick it up for you. All right, Doug, thanks for the suggestion. So that's Haya, H-A-Y-A. H-Y-A. I'm sorry, H-I-Y-A. Try saying that one three times fast, Kevin. H-I-Y-A, Haya, a free app there that will help you keep a track of those calls. And I like that because, you know, sometimes, as you mentioned, Wilson, you don't want to miss a call that might be important. And these spam calls just seem to come from all cities, all area codes. It's interesting. And so to have something on your phone to help you know to just go ahead and hit delete or not accept the call, uh, certainly help you not waste your time uh, having to listen to the, you know, your your warranty has run out or we can help you with your credit card. You know, we all know what they are. I mean, it seems like a, a half dozen or so different topics that they seem to bombard us with. Yeah, and you know, at least back in the old days, you could actually just slam the phone down. I mean, now the worst you can do is press the button very aggressively. You know? I thought about having a whistle, but then I think, well, you're blowing out the ears of some poor guy who's just trying to earn, you know. Yeah, it's not, exactly. They're not the ones behind it, I don't think. So, hey, let's press on. Next, we've got uh, Mary Lee in Leland. Good morning, Mary Lee. Hi. What's your question? Okay, my question is this. I have a Samsung Galaxy 7, which I just bought, paid 700 bucks for. Nice phone. No problem with it. I'm pretty old school. I usually just call and text and check my Facebook and do all stuff that I want to know. But I got a problem. My uh, boyfriend's 16-year-old daughter was here two weeks ago. And she would, I let her use the phone like an hour, hour and a half a day. And she set up a little, she's on Facebook. So when I got home last week after she left, I had all this porno on my phone, which oh, I reported boy. to Facebook and all that stuff. Okay. That was kind of taken care of. But now, as of last night, I'm getting these things. I'm through ceasefire. I've got a carrier. What I want to know is this. I'm getting these messages. I've been visited four adult sites. I have all these viruses. I need to download this thing from Google Play. Is that like just a scam? Does it's my carrier protect I, me from viruses? No, no. Or Carriers cannot. Because I, I just bought this phone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and Jimmy, please correct me if I'm wrong. I think the carriers cannot really do anything as far as. They're not in the business of filtering content to us. It's kind of uh, that's kind of left up to the end user. Yeah, I had, I'm crippled, and I got home from the doctor. My phone was like all these bits, beeps and whistles, and my phone is so nice. All this stuff like came on the front of my phone, so I just punched the button, as you say, and I saw all this stuff. And I'm like, this child is 16, and she's, I mean, 
we went all through it, found the friend who had put it on her page, which, of course, then it comes through my stuff. And I'm like, I ain't doing this, I ain't watching this. Uh, so okay. what do I need to do? Do I All need right, to so call? let's talk about your solution. Um, what you need to do first is go down to the bottom left corner of the phone and tap the uh, the button that will allow you to open up your app drawer. It will show you all the apps that are currently open. Make sure you go in there and close out your browser, close out your Facebook, close out all those apps. Try to reopen them and see if that eliminates the problem. If it doesn't, then you need to go into the Google Play Store and you need to download Malwarebytes and you need to run that on your phone to make sure that she has not loaded something malicious onto your phone, either uh, purposefully or accidentally. All right. That's what I probably need to do. That's absolutely what you need to do. All right, uh, Mary Lee, thanks for the call. And that's malware is M-A-L-W-A-R-E-B-Y-T-E-S, if I've spelled that correctly. That is correct. You got All right. it. All right, it's been a busy day. We've got some open phone lines. Uh, one eight seven seven mpb ring is the number to call. It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Let's press on. Next, we've got uh, John in Bentonia. Good morning, John. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, I, I've got kind of a, a weird question here, weird weird problem here. I, I had a bad history of dropping phones off of you know tractor and recycling them through the bush hog and <laughs> throw it throwing all the cellular companies love you, John. Getting put the uh, you know phone on the table, that kind of thing. And so, so what I'm doing is going back to the cheapest phone I can get. And, uh, you know, I got a straight talk $30 phone. It seems to do everything I need. You know, has location, Google Maps works and everything. But and now I need to bush hog a straight north-south line. And it doesn't have a compass. I downloaded a couple compass apps. And it, one of them said, uh, you know, the compass won't turn when you turn the phone. One of them said, uh, your phone incompatible. What, what do I need? What feature do I need to make? A compass work on my phone. What what's the keyword I need when I look for a new phone? I think the, uh, the oh go ahead, Jeremy. <clears throat> no, I, I was going to say that if the phone itself like there's nothing you can add to the phone to make it do that. Um, what, what's the problem with just an actual physical compass versus something digital? Um, nothing. Just another thing I got to go buy. No, I got you. I mean, uh, I'd, well, I'd rather, point, I'd rather, you know, I'd, I'd rather have a little bit better phone. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I got to buy the seventy dollars phone is what I'm getting at. I, you know, I bought a thirty dollars phone. Maybe I gotta go buy the seventy dollars phone. So I think uh, one of the things a compass obviously uses a magnet to you know get the polarity and tells you which direction. With, with a cell phone, they don't have a magnet to do a compass. And what the apps are doing is it's using GPS, so satellites in the sky as well as cell phone towers to triangulate yeah. to give you the best location, right, for location services. That's a big deal for a lot of applications. So the issue that you run into when you do those is that they don't necessarily see direction based on where the phone is, the only direction as you move. And right. So it, it's not as accurate as a compass would be for what you're trying to accomplish, although they do a really I good agree. job. But unfortunately, it'll never match up to that. Yeah, they're, well, they're just... There, there's, there's two settings. One can say, use your phone only, and another says, use your phone, GPS, satellites, etc. And Google Maps is off by like three miles yeah. if, if I use all, all the high accuracy things. But if I use the phone only, I didn't try that with these compass apps. Maybe that'll do it. But I think I, think I need satellites. You know, am, am I am I wrong about this, or does my phone just not have a magnet? Is that what I need? Yeah, yeah. phones just don't have a magnet in them, so it's it's really it's doing its best guess digitally. That's right. Um, but as far as okay. for being able to find you a true north, um, yeah, they're they're just that they're not really um, they're meant to tell you, hey, you're walking in this general direction. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. 
you know. Um, but what well, you gave well, kind of a, a low-tech uh, advice. Yeah, just, uh, you know, go down to the local uh, department store, you know, get like one yeah. of the little, they have, you know, just pretty fairly inexpensive ones and kind of stick it up on the dash. And that'd yeah. probably be a lot more accurate than your phone, and it'd cost you a heck of a lot less. Yeah, because the All device right. inside your phone that's actually doing that is your accelerometer, and it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't measure it based on that. It just measures it based on movement. Okay, I think that's the w- word I needed, because mm-hmm. is it possible my phone just doesn't have an accelerometer? Because one of the apps said your phone is not compatible with, with a compass. That could certainly be the problem, yes. Yep. Okay, so if I, if I go looking for a phone, is it going to say it's got an accelerometer, or what, what's the keyword I'm looking for? I would a, Google that specific. I would Google that specific phone model number to see if it has that. That's, uh, it, that's definitely not something that's going to list on the box. Okay, but accelerometer is the keyword. Yes, right. sir. Mm-hmm. Or gyro. Okay. You could call it either one. Or gyro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the old gyroscope. Okay. All right, uh, John, thanks for the call. Uh, We need to take another break. You are listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilt Cotrere and Jeremy Thompson, and we're visiting today with Jimmy Abels from Verizon, looking for cellular-related questions and also general tech questions. The number to call, 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Back with more after this. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilt Cotrere, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson and Flowood. And Jeremy Thompson is owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We're visiting today with Jimmy Abels from Verizon. So we've been talking about cellular service and taking those questions, but also looking for any general tech questions that you have as well. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is one 672 You can always email the show everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Uh, so, Jimmy, before we get back to the phone lines, uh, if customers are looking for cellular service, what are some of the things uh, that you think folks need to keep in mind uh, when looking at plans and sort of maybe trying to compare and, and get the best deal? I think when you with cell phones are really synonymous with I just have to have it, right? It's almost in a commodity sense. If I don't have a cell phone, I'm lost. Uh, and being in the business, I've been in cellular for about 13 years. Uh, I've seen some of the differences in how the companies do a couple different things. I think one is how the customer service is. How do you feel when you when you approach a decision to be made on making a device or a service? I think the second thing in cellular is how do you specifically look for coverage and reliability? I think those are two things that are not synonymous with cellular phone companies. Uh, you have to make sure that the phones work where you go. Um, you know, one of the big things, we're a big national carrier, but we focus a lot in our smaller markets as well to make sure we have fast, reliable speeds. Um, but that's going to differ from carrier to carrier, from place to place. 
So make sure you, you go to the places you're going to go and make sure that it works there. It works reliably. Um, with that there, also look at the value. Price plans have changed a lot over the last really three months to six months where you're starting to see the word unlimited come in. Uh, that's important to know. And, and the most important thing is just because it's an unlimited plan doesn't mean it's on the right network. So when you get an unlimited plan, typically mean, you mean you want to do something, watch something, see a video of, of family or friends. It has to work. Uh, and that's really the big key when making the decision on cellular. Although we treat it like a commodity, it's really the lifeblood of your, your business or your home or your family. So you have to make sure you cover those steps. And I think that what one thing Jimmy brought up, uh, Wilts, is that idea of uh, coverage versus reliability. And as I said, they're, they're not exactly the same thing. Well, yeah, you know, there's um, um, and I mean, you know, not to point out anything particular, but I mean, really, when we tar- do start talking about coverage versus reliability, I mean, you know, reliability is great. I want my phone to work where I want it. But let's just go ahead and be honest. We're here in Mississippi. We know no matter who the carrier is, there are some dead spots here and there. So that coverage to me makes more, diff- you know, more of a uh, of an impact. I mean, in this day and age, I mean, reliability is pretty much, you know, we. I can count on my phone working. What I can't always count on is, you know, for example, I get in certain spots on the uh, on the Natchez Trace, and it's going to, you know, I'm going to lose coverage. So, uh, Jimmy, do you have some comments on that, you know, the whole reliability versus coverage yeah, aspect? Yeah, I, I think coverage obviously is the key because a dropped connection at any time is really unacceptable. It's how we feel today because we expect it to work, right? That's mm-hmm. just the key of, of anything. We want it to work and work all the time. We just know, as in general speaking, is that cellular service can't be everywhere because it is a radio frequency type of service. Uh, so things like trees and things like that can affect the coverage. Dang trees. Um, yeah, <laughs> some pine needles, right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, when, I, when you say reliability, I think that's the part that at Verizon we think a whole lot about simply mm-hmm. because it's the time you need it for life or death. And, and not to be overly dramatic, uh, well, but true, when you build things that people rely on, they have to work when people rely on them, whether it be a tornado or a flood or whatever it may be, is the cellular carrier you're with doing the things during the build of the network to give you the coverage that also gives you the reliability, making sure that they, they're up when everyone else is not. The, the powering right. generators and things of that nature, do they have teams in place throughout Mississippi that go to our cell sites to fix them that are employed by us? Uh, those right. are the things also to start asking questions. People don't think to ask them until their phones just don't work. Well, you know, and this kind of ties back to something um, you alluded to, I believe, a little bit earlier. Jimmy, and that was so many of us are cutting the cord at the house. Um, I do not have a phone line physically in the house. And, you know, back in the day, which back in the day nowadays is just a couple of years ago, the one thing you could always rely on was picking up that home phone. I mean, you want to talk about the 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 status quo. I mean, the the epitome of reliability was that home. It didn't matter what came through there. You could always count on getting a dial tone and you can get Mabel on the other end mm. and you can get out. And so many of us are actually moving over. I mean, you know, uh, there's four of us in the house between me, the wife, son and daughter. We've all four got cell phones. And, you know, that is my life blood connected. That is the you know, you, you hope that you never had that emergency, but that's dang right. it, if I need to call 911, that's what I have to, I have to have that reliability. I have to, I have to know I can reach my kids and that they can reach help if they need it, or they can reach dad if they need it. That's you right. Know, so. Yep, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, you don't know until you know, right? And that's the thing. Uh, through experience, we've seen things, you know, just last year in Louisiana with flooding. What happens? How do you respond? How do customers get serviced with the service that they purchase every day? You know, that's a big deal. Right. And uh, something, you know, and what about for those areas uh, that do end up having maybe some coverage 
gaps? I know there are some different options out there. I've employed a couple of them myself. Can you tell us a little bit about some of that? Yeah, so so there's really two things that cellular carriers, specifically things that we do to try to fill gaps. Obviously, you try to be everywhere. It's not physically possible. What we do, we spend our money wisely to give the most customers the most coverage possible. Uh, so with that, I can tell you that we drive test every quarter in every market to see where we have gaps, and we spend money accordingly to fill gaps, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's new technology in highly populated areas where smaller cells are being put up to give coverage, which is really interesting because everybody wants more coverage. We have now have opportunities to do it through technology. But the biggest thing we hear really from consumers, small businesses is, hey, it works everywhere outside. But when I go in my steel building, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, there's a lot of options for you that people don't necessarily realize. There's things called network extenders or femtocells that you can buy and place inside your home or in your business, plug them into your internet, because everyone has internet at home, right? Right. And plug it into the wall, and it'll basically recreate a cell site. So now your phone calls come in, and you have the coverage. You basically create a cell cell site in your house. Uh, a lot of people aren't really aware of that. We see that a lot uh, for exactly that. It works everywhere, but it doesn't work in my house. Maybe they, you know, maybe they replaced their uh, their roof recently with a steel roof, yes. and all of a sudden, you know, now, yeah, now. that's right. Or the, or the concrete buildings too. Right. You know, we want to protect ourselves. Our business is in concrete. You know, it's not very good to get RF into concrete buildings. It's pretty hard to do. Exactly. So, yeah. All right, uh, head back to the phone lines. We begin again in Florence. Rogers on the line. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. As to reliability, I think at the edges of your coverage reliability suffers so the two are really intertwined but that's not the purpose of my call i have a background years ago in uh, uh, telephone uh, engineering telephone traffic engineering and i have friends still in that business and i know the capability that's evolved when we first went to automatic number identification and then went to the various carriers went to offering options so that you could dial 6-7 or something and opt out of your number being identified when you make a call so that it would come into the receiving number as an unidentified call and all of that. That has evolved. But what's happening today, and everybody listening knows this, you get calls from a number that's not the number that's calling. You get calls, and it's a, a... readily available capability, apparently, uh, to fool you into thinking you're getting a local call. I have received calls at my house on my landline from my own phone number. In other words, (laughs) it's being identified as my number, and it fooled my wife one time, won't fool her again. So, now here's my point, and you of Verizon uh, need to check on this if you don't personally have knowledge about it. This is a fact. Telephone companies and carriers who, who have their originating line and identify the number or don't identify the number have the ability, have the ability to prevent this business of people fooling you and, and, and uh, showing a different number. That could be done. It could be done. It's not being done, and I'm not sure why. It probably will take legislation to force it, but it could be done. In other words, we don't have to suffer this business of false number identification. That is technically uh, undoable, and it should be undone, and Verizon and other leaders should hop on that and do something about it. I'm listening now. 
All right, Roger. Uh, Jimmy, any yeah, thoughts? I think uh, you're right about the technology change and how phone numbers work, uh, where typically it used to be copper lines run to businesses, et cetera, and run through switchboards. Uh, what we've seen is obviously it moves to the digital world. So phone numbers are carried differently, and they're not necessarily 10-digit numbers. They're, they're identifying numbers. Uh, what that's done is it's given people who have applications, since they're being traveled as data, to spoof them, if you will, from a numbers perspective. Um, you know, that's being done really by third parties over the top of any type of carrier, et cetera, being done as kind of a data session, uh, which is extremely hard to do. And that's a uh, caller earlier talked a little bit about that with the spam calls. Uh, you know, the carrier that you have, many cases have something. So if you go to their website and just search spam or spam callers, you'll see different solutions that they have for you to, to opt into to provide some assistance in that. Uh, but, you know, with that, it's a digital age. Everything starts changing Unfortunately, as we've seen, is that the bad people tend to get ahead of the technology faster than the good people. Yeah. Uh, and it causes us headaches until it gets stomped out. Uh, the big carriers are aware of it and they're working through it just to make sure it's easier for our customers to be able to have better services like that. All right, Roger, we appreciate your call. Yeah, Let's take you. one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with your phone calls. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Back to end the show after this. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilts Gutrer and Jeremy Thompson, visiting today with Jimmy Abels from Verizon. Let's try to work through these phone calls before the end of the hour. We begin again in Brandon. Allen's on the line. Good morning, Allen. Good morning, uh, Kevin, Wilts, Jeremy, and Jimmy. Uh, how y'all doing? Doing good. Very good. Wonderful. Great. Yeah, uh, I just want to tell people when they're shopping cell phone plans, uh, just to make sure they run all the numbers and stuff. I mean, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with Verizon, Jimmy, because uh, when you're trying to get the bottom line cost to, to get a monthly uh, dollar amount to compare one plan to another, I notice that Verizon will, uh, will, will tout some cost for a plan, and you go down and you say, oh, wait, lo and behold, it's, there's an additional $25 on top of it a month for the phone line. And I'm thinking, well, why would I want a phone plan without a phone line? So uh, uh, you just, just watch out for the marketing guys. And uh, I sure wish y'all would change that because it's uh, it's very confusing and it's uh, well, it's just misleading to what yep. it is. And uh, uh, granted, and I guess you don't need a phone line for everything with data nowadays, but but still, it's uh, when you're shopping for a cell phone plan, you would think a, a phone line is going to be one of the main things you want. But uh, uh, and and I don't care anything about unlimited. I mean, I'm usually hanging around my Wi-Fi site, so uh, I, I'm trying to get just get the best price that gives me unlimited minutes and unlimited texting and stuff, but uh, uh, the data, you know, I obviously would like to get the most data I can for the price, but uh, uh, just just be aware that when you're shopping, make sure you drill down to the bottom line figure and you've got everything factored in that's really going to cost you a lot. 
All right. That, that, that was my comment. Okay. Alan, good to hear from you. And, you know, I think that's true. It's a, a very competitive marketplace, and so um, all the companies are, are competing for your business. But uh, as Alan mentions, good idea to make sure uh, you get down and you understand exactly what – because I, I would imagine there are a lot of people that aren't quite sure all the things that their their plan includes. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that's a great great comment for everybody listening is that when, you, when you're making a purchase with cell phones, it's treated differently like, like an old phone where you'd get a phone number and it'd be a certain amount. Um, one of the things of best practice that we have in place is when you do sign up a contract with us at our store or our business channel, you are going to get an email that basically outlines every single thing that's going to be on the bill. Uh, and then after that, we expect it to be consistent. It usually is. I'll tell you that uh, – you know, we, we'll do follow-ups with you. Uh, if you've done it in our store, go back to our store. Uh, let them know what you're seeing as a difference and give them a chance to explain, regardless of the carrier you choose. Specifically, Verizon, we have stores throughout the area and throughout the state that are there to help you. So if you have any questions or concerns on what it is, give them a chance to explain it so then you can feel really good about the purchase that you made. It's, by no means we want to be misleading. Yeah, and I think that just yeah. really goes back to, uh, I mean, it's just like with a lot of things, and I noticed that, you know, there's so many taxes and fees sure. and excise and I don't know all kinds of different words that I can't even, but but to me it's almost not much different than what I want to do like with different medical bills with having kids like look send me an itemized look at it and if I'm not really quite sure where this is going hey let's talk to someone because you know mistakes are made yep. um, I've been going through that with my TV provider yep. right now I mean you know things always change and it's like where in the world did this number come from <laughs> don't be afraid to ask it's just like I always say don't ever be afraid to also check and say hey Maybe I can change something and save a couple of dollars. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Very good. Let's uh, press on. We've got next uh, Judah, who's called in from Alabama today. Good morning. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I was wondering if any of y'all know if there's any Christian block or a good morally ethical block that blocks objectionable material from popping up on your smartphone screen without you initiating it. And and just uh, uh, an addition to that question, are there any free blocks through apps on your phone or any other source? Are there blocks that, that do cost money that y'all know of? Do you have an iPhone or an Android? It's an Android. Okay. There should be parental controls in Android. Um, each device is a little bit different. It may be something that's baked in by the manufacturer. Uh, so I would go in and look at your specific device and see if you can find anything on content filtering or parental controls. And sometimes it requires you to – well, you should have to set up a code on it, uh, but there's nothing that's going to just do it automatically. You're going to have to go in there and, and turn that on. Yeah, and where a lot of that kind of comes down to, and um, and Judah, I think I definitely see where you're going. I'm kind of a, a fan of filtering my kids' um, digital experience as well. And you'll probably find a lot of the different apps really tend to to lend uh, to, to really give try to give you that power so you can decide what's appropriate or inappropriate for for your you know children. Um, now I do know that um, AFA, they have some. I know they have some computer-based items they do. Disney's actually got one. I think is that one the one that's called Circle, I believe. That does some filtering, but I don't know how these lend themselves over into the mobile devices. But I'll definitely look it up. When when you said AFA, uh, were you referring to American Family Radio? Yes. Well, the American Family Association, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, they. Last I knew, 
they had a free block and then one that was more complete that did cost something. I don't know if they still do, but I, that was, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask if, if um, there is any, is there such a thing as a complete good block that will block out everything? Uh... Not really. It's not yeah. yeah, not really. They, they and, and it's just kind of the nature of things. They kind of like leave some of that still. Yeah, they leave it granular. I think on purpose because, um, you know, it's it's such a it gets to be such a touchy subject if a company were to come in and say, hey, we're going to block this. It's kind of like the earlier caller. We can't really get the uh, the providers such as a you know Verizon, AT and T, et cetera. They can't really get in there and block it either because what's What's objectionable to you may not be objectionable to them, and vice versa. And then you start getting, then you start going down that whole slippery slope of censorship, which gets people really kind of um, oversensitive. But I know AFA does still have their products out there. Whether it extends to the mobile phone, I'm not sure, but it is actually out there. All right, uh, Judah, thanks for your call. Uh, this is Everyday Tech. Got a couple of minutes left. We did uh, want to ask uh, Jimmy Abels from Verizon, uh, what's the future in cellular? We, we, we had, what, 2G, 3G, 4G. Where are we going to? Well, I think, uh, I mean, I need another hour to tell you <laughs> some of the things there. But, no, uh, I think the truth is when, when you look at cellular, what's happening right now is improvement in networks. So when we launched LTE about five or six years ago in Mississippi, so first one in Mississippi to launch LTE, we put out a basic LTE network, which is a new technology. What you've seen over the last five years is something called LTE Advanced, which we've put newer technologies, deployed newer spectrum to give longer range, faster speeds, and more capacity for customers. So it's a digital age, obviously. Uh, if you tune in or if you're, you're looking at technology like I do every day, you're, you're going to see the word 5G come up a lot. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get a lot of questions. So I want to make sure you understand 5G is a transformational network change that will happen. What's going to happen between now and when that network change occurs in cellular is you're going to hear a lot of, lot of noise. Other carriers and, and saying, hey, this is what 5G is and trying to define it on the marketing terms. But what 5G really means, if you start looking into the details of it, is a transformational coverage type, ubiquitous type of coverage of a network. Faster speeds, better quality service in more places. So 5G will change in cellular, and we're excited about it because we're kind of leading the charge. All right, awesome. Jeremy, a poem quickly. Swear, stay alive. Don't you dare text and drive. All right. Very good. Awesome. That's going to wrap us up for today. This has been Everyday Tech. Thanking our guest, Jimmy Abels from Verizon, for joining us today. The show is produced by Michelle McAdoo, and our call screener was Patrick Price. For Wilts Contreras and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Up next, it's the original Summer of the Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo. You're listening to MPB Think Radio.